Hello. Hello, hello. And welcome to another edition of Escapes. I was going to say Remote Home Wad, but um, <laughs> Escapist Corner podcast. Yeah, between two ferns. Between two, I wouldn't call them ferns. I'd call them <laughs> slightly dehydrated plants. Yeah. <laughs> one pretty one in the middle here. Um, We're all on, on, their, on their specific nutrition challenge <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're on a calorie deficit. <laughs> yeah. um, well, before we before we jump into our very interesting topic, we have another interesting topic to talk about, which is your hat. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty. Um, it's not that uh, fun of a topic, but um, for the guys who are listening, I'm wearing a. It's a souvenir hat uh, that you can buy in Berlin that I bought. Uh, you know 10 years ago no 15 years checkpoint ago. charlie and uh, not checkpoint charlie but probably <laughs> alexander platz i think <laughs> um but yeah 2003 or something like that and uh, it has uh, like a communist uh approach here and um yeah it's like a disclaimer i, I guess this <laughs> has to be uh i don't support uh, uh i don't support any of the communist parties out there um I we're not going to talk about politics or <laughs> ideology today, but um, I, I can say there are some nice ideas that are terrible in practice. So mm-hmm. um, uh, see this. This is just a souvenir from my, uh, I don't know, innocent childhood being, right. being a stupid teenager uh, buying this <laughs> stuff. So, um, yeah. Um, well, it looks like it's holding your headphones on pretty well, so... I'm pretty happy about the comfort of this, at least. It uh, looks comfortable. Yeah. yeah. It's come to use once before, and it was for a, a masquerade party. All right. And uh, in this party, uh, I can recall, like, East Germans being very mad at me, so <laughs> uh, I'm I'm sorry to all the East Germans, and, yeah. Well, I'm sure apology accepted. all right right, well today that is my pen um today we do have a cool topic to talk about um and it is what's wrong with the uh fitness industry oh yeah (laughs) so there's a few things to unpack there yeah a lot to unpack there there's a lot and um I uh, and actually uh, I I've been talking to many of our members about this uh, lately. Uh, so um, there are many things that we uh, that came up uh, have been coming up that uh, I think are also interesting that we can maybe slide into this um, conversation too. All right. Well, there there's so many aspects to it and so i guess we you know we'll we'll break them down um and the first one that that um that we can talk about is in within the fitness industry is nutrition oh yeah so (coughs) exactly um the the well i think the biggest problem to be honest is not the specific um fads and nutrition uh, gurus or or so particular but I think the biggest problem is actually the science and the the founding uh, the, the funding of uh, the science so 
uh, let me so uh, to be um, to be uh, more specific the uh, there was a, a recent study now, meta-analysis of nutrition studies that uh, said, you know, up to 50% of these studies are more or less uh, almost fraudulent because there are they're paid studies mm -hmm. and the results are not, um, uh, you know, they're not honest, uh, honest. They're not good uh, science pieces. Okay. And uh, they get, um, however, financed by usually a couple of corporations. Uh, we have uh, some big ones. Most of you know the most popular drinks, popular cereal brands, and uh, corn producers and so on. They are very big at producing crap uh, mm -hmm. science. And the reason for it seems to be to confuse people. Because there are si there are like really good f pieces out there too, but just by overwhelming the market. So, so looking at the science, like fifty percent is almost fraudulent. Like it's like, is this really a good study? Mm -hmm. Do they really mean this? Is th did he maybe do something wrong and he didn't notice himself? Like it could be you know an honest mistake. Yeah. Um, but then you have another. 30% on top of that, that is uh, even more, you know, noise. Uh, also, conflict of interest uh, in those studies, but it's it's usually like that. You n Somebody needs to pay for the studies. Mm -hmm. um, so, okay, what, um, um, yeah, what, what, what uh, we have left is like 20% that are like rig rigorous, very uh, good studies, but all this noise from the other 80 mm -hmm. is just making so many many it's many make it very hard for normal people to understand the message right it almost sounds like it's like overwhelm the population with as many different kind of ideas methods well if i'm selling cigarettes mm -hmm. and there is there are some very good studies showing that people get cancer from these mm -hmm. products and so on well as a cigarette company which they also did you're going to publish your own study saying right. that uh in our research group or in our research uh the smokers actually were living two years longer than the other ones hmm. so now, now you make the claim the headline is going to be smokers live longer <laughs> and uh same thing has been done now in the nutrition yeah. or, uh, or in the food industry and right um looking at the marketing behind uh, the food industry is uh, some some ridiculous sums that are put into marketing of uh, of uh, food i think it was somewhere in in the heights of three trillion trillion dollars uh, wow. or, or even more uh, i might have actually underestimated that but uh, i can't recall exactly but it's like ridiculously m a lot of money and to understand the proportion uh, of that is that the biggest biggest sports event in the world with the most viewers do you know which it is the olympics no it's w it's one game actually the tour de france super bowl super bowl oh i should have guessed that okay so uh their marketing budget for the entire year is 50 million dollars so 
if the biggest sports event in the world has like 50 million mm-hmm. and we are looking at the food industry i think it's actually up to 300 billion or whatever it is um so it's it's like the magnitude of marketing that is put into food food industry is obviously really really um overwhelming Mm -hmm. on the market so we're constantly being touched by products even though we might not realize it but we're constantly fed uh, a message right and um again um from these um, well, the, the science is simply um, very bad because uh, it's expected to have science that is not perfect. And then you have another study trying to figure out was this done correctly and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, the, uh, the science ba- uh, is simply very corrupt when mm-hmm. it comes to the food industry. It's a lot of money on the, s- on the stake. Uh, so... Um, yeah, it confuses people the hell out of people, and I think it confuses the hell out of us too. Trying to be kind of the filter in this, uh, but I think the biggest, biggest uh, advantage we have is something we talked about is that we are actually having a, we have our own lab, mm-hmm. almost right, so we can see the long term effects right. of stuff, and even the short term effects of. Uh, for example, had people here that had like, um, you know, very bad condition asthma and um, uh, bad um, psoriasis and skin problems and so on, and just you know, telling them like, I think we can, you know, might have to do with your diet. So let's try some th- things out, and voila, it's yeah. like it's a new chapter is opened. Uh, for those people understanding their body and so on mm-hmm. um so we can do these kind of live experiments right and uh for us what 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 counts is not how many um you know how many products we sell uh but actually how many people we help so right um if we are bad well then nobody's gonna uh, want to have our help so so what can people do that perhaps are not part of a gym you know that mm. the don't have kind of like a first-hand resource you know somebody to talk to a coach or you know um trainer whatever um what's the first step that people can start to take to avoid being another kind of victim to you know these this you know false false marketing yeah well first of all uh i think what you need to do is question everything (laughs) yeah yeah so uh, question this podcast question what we are saying Mm -hmm. and question whatever (coughs) diet things come out there Mm -hmm. if it says uh you know low sugar question that why is low sugar good right um and uh, then you know if it says uh, yeah be veganary you have to be vegan uh, <laughs> during January then question that is that really true mm-hmm. are all the claims really true and what you need to look at is source mm-hmm. of course so uh, if we take particularly like ve- veganism uh, or veganary and so on th- there are a lot of articles flowing around on that 
we need to look at well what's the source uh, the, their claims like where's we're doing this and that and saying this and that well are those claims really true mm -hmm. and if you find a source that says um you know uh you know that that says that oh yeah this is true mm -hmm. then you have to question that source too right and uh, that's the way you have to go and then you need to obviously at one point make your own decisions mm -hmm. i'm not saying that you're have you're going to have a clear picture overnight uh but it takes takes a while to try to filter filter and then you know change your mind and mm -hmm. that's totally fine you can change your mind about uh you know uh, paleo or uh veganism or keto and so on you can change your mind mm -hmm. um and you should if you find better evidence for something else yeah and um one thing that um, that is talked about is like the body of e evidence and again this is the problem when the body of e evidence is actually fraudulent then of course it's going to be uh manipulated data and many times are mm -hmm. so uh i've seen some really really sketchy studies that have been really they're really fraudulent data they they present conclusions that they don't even have yeah. data on and these get quoted in, in newspapers because the claim the the headline is something and then the reporters or the journalists they i don't know if they don't have time but it's not in the paper mm -hmm. itself um and I, I mean, I would love to have dissect those papers here in front of uh, the camera. Uh, I think I would do a, um, not a very good job at it. Um, so uh, someone I would would like to do it uh, that is good at uh, dissecting papers and that I think is also very, um, yeah, that I have high confidence to is... Uh, uh, someone like Brett Weinstein or or his brother Eric or Heather, uh, the wife of, of uh, Brett, um, they are they seem to be pretty dialed in with their mm -hmm. way of uh, uh, conducting <laughs> science. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but yeah, uh, they haven't done so much research research when it comes to nutrition, though. Mm -hmm. So this is the thing: most brainiacs are not in nutrition science right the biggest brains when it comes to astrophysics and blah 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 uh, you know they are there they're right. in, they're in the hard uh, gems of uh, physics and so on yeah and um, nutrition is kind of forgotten piece for most of these like real brainiacs yeah however every time an engineer starts to look into nutrition science the nutrition science becomes like it, it looks like a child's play-doh it's, it's wow. so bad so there are many examples of this but um i know so someone uh, of course is uh Iver cummings um he uh, he has done uh, you know a lot of analysis on nutrition science and i mean he's a he's a engineer in his background someone too is like gary taubes um he's also engineer in his background um and so it seems like all these uh, very left brainy people that are numbers 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 mm -hmm. they are seeing all this yeah fluff yeah 
uh, and um, the guys that are more religiously emotional about you know the the context of the papers they are more trying to find uh, stuff uh, mm -hmm. or you know but yeah we will see what what happens in in the uh, future of that nutrition nutrition science but um, I think it's definitely like something that is the biggest problem right now because every nutrition coach on this earth is kind of getting fed also wrong right information you can do like a nutrition uh, you know education and seminars and whatever and it's just complete bullshit yeah like you can go years and study something that is complete bullshit yeah because the 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 the, the fundamental numbers at the back are, are not right yeah to start with so um uh, I, yeah, we'll, we'll see how, how, how it develops in the, in the future, but I, I think now it's, yeah. Do you think it'll ever get to a point where people get fed up with, with, um, with being fed, no pun intended, um, bullshit? Yeah. Do you think people have, or do you think people kind of wake up and realize that that even though it says you know you know diet and and no sugar mm. do you think people will really clue into it um so already now i think people are much more educated educated than before mm -hmm. however it's a big shift a big class difference in, in class of what people are interested in yeah. and, and putting this into action and usually yeah it's the more higher educated people they are actually starting to take care of the diet and you know 30 years ago nobody nobody really you know diet was just you know not really a thing yeah and it's actually a very new thing like from a historical perspective is that you know 300 years ago you just had to eat whatever was possible there on the table but it's only the last 70 years where we ha are overwhelmed with options of what to eat yeah and all and also and i was actually saying this to my husband the other day because there was a show that came up on netflix called like like best leftovers ever or something like that <laughs> and i was just i was disgusted by i didn't even turn it on but i was just like disgusted by the name not that i'm i have anything against leftovers and and, no. and you know eating what you have but um and not throwing food away but this like obsession with food right mm -hmm. on netflix and 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 other you know and on on television you know just like make you know the mo the, the biggest cake the you know the most you know stuffed turkey with everything in it and mm -hmm. wrapped and whatever and you know this is kind of go going further than just the fitness industry but it's this like you know kind of like perverse obsession with food mm -hmm. that i think you know feeds into no pun intended um <laughs> feeds into you know even more you know the idea of of people wanting to you know find a quick fix to to their weight loss after they've watched all this garbage on tv mm -hmm. right about food and eating and consuming and i think you know what what i like about crossfit is just it's so you know it's bare bones you know meat fish mm. fruit nuts 
mm. no sugar, a mm. little bit of starch. Like it's just it's it's foundational. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you can go back to looking into more of a like a ancestral diet. Yeah. I mean that comes that's kind of the idea of like what is our uh, more uh, species appropriate diet like what what actually built our brains and bodies uh, right. over time and um uh we can say one thing that grains have not been a big contributor to that uh-huh. even though they have done a lot of like leverage in uh, in some way um but there is actually uh, there's a some cool studies from uh, on s- on uh, mummies um not moms but um <laughs> uh, but yeah that uh, you check the uh, like ob- obesity was not always not really pre- prevalent before the egyptians came mm-hmm. and egyptians egyptians were the, like one of the most successful um people when it comes to it came to agriculture and what you can see uh with those people is that they have totally ground down teeth and they're they have like they're like skinny fat fat mm-hmm. um and uh cavities and stuff like that and what they did was um so f- to 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 gr- uh, to make uh, flour out of the the grains they they used sand and stuff like that to to grind everything Mm-hmm. That small, uh, like fine sand, also ended up in in the grains and the bread and so right. on. So that's why one reason why the teeth got ground ground down. Mm-hmm. But they all got you know, if you look at old statues and everything, they are like uh, having this uh, belly and yeah and so on. So yeah. um, pretty cool to to see like the uh, from a history uh, that some of these uh, they were you know basically insulin resistant become mm-hmm. insulin resistant because they ate so much grains interesting um but yeah that was a maybe a, a different topic I yeah we, was, we could talk about <laughs> that for what a was long. the original question there was no original question it was just a it was just a thought that that came to my mind about you know yeah. i mean i don't think you know like oh the ancestral s- diet that's yeah it. yeah so yeah. before that like the 200,000 to 2 million spa- uh, two, uh, uh, sorry 10,000 years ago until like 2 million years ago back that span where they're like the biggest most development happened for growing the brain and so on that's more the diet that's why we talk about like the paleo diet well that's more in the in something that we used to eat and that mm-hmm. kind of make made us strong grow our brains grew and then uh you have to look but yeah it's the common thing is of course when you look at paleo is that you know, a carrot back in the days was were were not big and yeah. orange. They yeah. were like these small things. Yeah, cucumbers, whatever you might find that is uh, veg- uh, uh, vegetables. They were, as you know, almost poisonous. And we've just been, you know, trying to manipulate the genes of these yeah. uh, vegetables for such a long time, so we can actually digest them. Yeah, even the color. I actually um, found out recently, or somebody told me that carrots originally grew they were like um, like purpley black mm-hmm. and they've yeah. been modified to a nice bright beautiful orange color that we can <laughs> you know we can enjoy yeah. so yeah. yeah i enjoy the cl- color <laughs> um the next topic 
mm. about what's wrong with the fitness industry is um fad movements and uh <laughs> i want you to just jump right on that one because <laughs> it's very interesting yeah um so fad movements in, in my my world is um 90 percent of instagram no but it's uh <laughs> it is not only instagram but it's uh, I guess like Les Mills and oh, maybe I shouldn't mention brands here, but like a lot of things in the fitness world where it's just, um, you know, I don't have anything against someone dancing or doing something, uh, you know, choreographic um, and thinking something, you know, that looks nice, nicely, but uh, from a <laughs> from a fitness perspective, mm -hmm. I'm just thinking like, well, create some coordination but it's not like very high skilled it's not it's not really making you super fit it's right. just you know it's a, some movement so it's nice it's uh, but like it's confusing people again with what's fitness and mm -hmm. um and yeah that's you know a bit of movement and, and the, the the things that i really um you know almost laugh about or <laughs> I'm always like shaking my head on is I see some movement a, a pull from the ground with the kettlebell and then you go up over your head and then you stand on one foot and then you change and you jump on your right toe and then you then you you know pick your nose it's like <laughs> all these uh, combinations of movements that don't make any sense of like it, it feels more like a what are you practicing here you're practicing if you are you know half drunk and you're ha have to balance and you're almost falling and then you you know yeah. put on your shoes at the same time and it, it, so it's like a performance it's yeah. like a it's it's kind of like a, a moment of glory i know i I've, I've seen these it's like it's like a bunch of push-ups and then and then he stands on his head and then he flips and then he you know <laughs> does something else and um some of the things are simply they are they're not easy for sure but right it's like I'm practicing all these skills to do something that I'm, I'm never going to use. Right. So it's it's circus. So it's like um, in one one sense, like again, it's it's nice, but then <laughs> yeah, I, again, it's uh, it, it's not really not really uh, what I would determine as you know fitness. Like you can be very fit, and you might be have have to be very fit doing that, but mm -hmm. uh, but uh, you're probably not building up that fitness by starting with those movements right so uh you can build up like a coordination uh and s stuff like that but yeah for m for the most most of the population it's uh it becomes a very uh i guess yeah confusing like uh, yeah what are what would you say are some okay so those are like like these you know these the instagram performers that you know just want to have like a moment of glory but like what do you, what are some movements that you know the majority of people should be you know maybe cautious of um when they're in the gym you know are there movements right now that are kind of trendy or or you know are having like kind of a moment in the sun um that are potentially either useless <laughs> or just um dangerous um yeah i think so to be to be able to you know get somewhere i think you need to uh put yourself to the test so sometimes you need to almost be at a dangerous point mm -hmm. uh to be able to you know challenge your your skills um 
but um, like if we look at specifically uh, like CrossFit, um, th there have been you know claims. W uh, well, the big discussion has always been like, yeah, is it okay to kip, kipping pull-ups, mm -hmm. kipping this, kipping that, and um, you should be doing strict and not kipping and so on. And I think, you know, if you are um, if you are if you you're not developed uh, and you start doing kipping uh, pull-ups or push-ups uh, your risk of injuries will be high um, that's why it probably helps to have you know a coach looking at you and so on um, but is it wrong like no hell no it's uh, it's definitely not and there's no rule out there in the books or whatever saying that um you know you have to do <laughs> like no law of nature like five strict and then you can do this right um no it is um as i my analogy is always like even for some people that are not maybe or uh, like i wouldn't i wouldn't ask people to do kipping stuff uh for example if, if they're not there but sometimes it actually can be beneficial to just um just touch on it and say we there is this uh technique to doing this mm -hmm. which actually comes very natural for most people mm -hmm. to do a kip you want to use the biggest engine of your body which is the hip mm -hmm. to create momentum mm -hmm. so um we talk about it at least because people f sometimes forgot about th that they can actually use their entire body and the benefit of that well, let's say outside the gym which I always like to think of like why are we doing this movement for like a c clean and jerk or why are we doing a, a handstand push up or a pull up or so on well I'm thinking uh, if we look at the pull up particularly and we want to do a kipping like yeah w well uh, you might not be at the point where you can do the kipping right now but you understand there is something as kipping and maybe you know you might get into that some s at some point maybe not but um when it comes to you know you're in a situation where you need to fucking get over that wall um then it might be very helpful to know know that you can use mm -hmm. these uh other engines yeah uh not uh, not that i think that you're gonna do that like you're not gonna hang there on the edge of the wall and like <laughs> How should I get up? Oh yeah, I have to start uh. practice kipping now. And then <laughs> but it more is like, okay, I've done some kipping, so it will come uh, naturally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, the so yeah. I, I mean, I I definitely question a lot of the movements we do at the gym, uh, and I'm thinking of like some movements that we tried out and tested as mm -hmm. like um, something that Mark has been testing is like these. Uh, single-legged burpees <laughs> the one-legged burpee <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. and uh where i'm also where i, I i'm also uh quite um like i think it's an in interesting experiment to try out but i'm also saying like this is not a relevant movement for mm -hmm. me uh like really in a workout mm -hmm. um i can practice this kind of to train some some skills and so on but like you know in a workout i, I don't think they really have a space there it's more like a, you know testing some some stuff and see disbalances and stuff like that it can right. be helpful for that
Would you say that's the same with with a um, with a pistol? Uh, the pistol? No, I, I don't think so. Because the pistol is um, it's actually just a one-legged squat or, right. or a step up. So you have to climb over something mm-hmm. and you have heavy bags or whatever in your hands mm-hmm. or your kid on your shoulders and you need to get over the fucking stone or <laughs> wall while having the a- being able to thrust with one leg mm-hmm. is very important, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Or even your own body weight for right. most people, right? right. So, um, yeah, so that that's why I think like for the pistol is very good. Uh, should everyone be doing that? Um, not the first thing they do, I think. But um, they're, you know, you, yeah. You, if you're weak, y- if you're weak, your weak knees or bad mobility, uh, again, your risk risk of injury will be uh, much higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, yeah. But definitely, I think there's a benefit of getting to that because you really have real life use of it yeah even just walking the stairs is going to be much easier (laughs) right right okay what about equipment oh uh, equipment um yeah there are like in the fitness industry uh there's always like the 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 vendors they uh, constantly trying to figure out new ways to sell old things mm-hmm. or that basically do the same thing or just color it differently and uh you know call it something else and then it's the same thing <laughs> basically um and uh yeah i mean there are some of these things that are simply not super necessary uh for you know creating uh fitness but for for one example that i'm thinking of is these like i don't know functional fitness has become you know the last it's been growing the last 10 years and yeah and uh the last five years at least you they started with like functional fitness is now you have these like bags that you have to uh that you have like are you know two kilos four kilos and mm. you swing them and so on and um again it's it becomes more of a like this choreography where you're just uh well you, you they're also doing like s- kettlebell swings and stuff like that um and um like i'm all, all for using whatever odd objects and so on but it feels like okay now creating a special bag that is uh, you know four kilos i can just have whatever i makes sense when it starts to get into like really really heavy duty stuff Mm -hmm. then you really want to have a specific kind of odd object stuff that you have to train with um but is it like is it super necessary for uh getting fit um no it's uh it's just a you know specific so it's it becomes almost more like sports specific training um so what would you say for somebody that that you know doesn't have access to a gym the three most useful things to have at home um yeah good question i think you should you should have something i'm thinking of categories now for what what helps you Mm -hmm. uh physically uh and your uh 
<laughs> having your health and so on. Um, but I think something that, like a weight that you can push overhead. Mm-hmm. So if that's a dumbbell or a kettlebell, uh, it's up to you. But for most people, a kettlebell uh, or a dumbbell is a bit easier. Uh, so that's probably uh, one of the things that comes up. Uh, I would take the dumbbell before the barbell, for example, because you can do so many versatile stuff. And do you need a kettlebell on top of that? Like, um, nec- not necessarily. Like, you can do so much things already with the dumbbell mm-hmm. that are almost the same as with the kettlebell. Um, but yeah, with the dumbbell, you can push overhead. Mm-hmm. You can push forward, meaning you do a floor press. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, you know, do. Uh, vertical lifts you can lay on your back do lifts like that mm-hmm. um, and basically all the movements that uh, gives you a, a, a good shoulder and upper back uh, like nice range of motion and um, you um, you can do squats with them of course so yeah <laughs> I think it's a very versatile uh, thing to use and then on top of that like uh, from a I guess uh, something that could be good to have is like a jump rope because mm-hmm. uh, you can you can work a bit on your cardio but also on coordination mm-hmm. and balance if you do like single leg jumps and stuff like that with the uh, jump rope and yeah you're jumping so I think that's also very important movement for the human body uh, to be able to express Um, and yeah I think I have to think about the last one do I need the last one I'm thinking of something that has to create this core to extremity but that's kind of the thing that we do with the dumbbell yeah Um, and and what about things like bands uh, bands are I think they're better like almost like rehab tools mm-hmm. in that sense because they're not really that good for court extremity right. movements mm-hmm. and why I think court extremity movements are so important is because that's where you ha- actually have power and speed right and to get power and speed you need to have good balance mm-hmm. good coordination mm-hmm good agility you have to need to be flexible mm-hmm. like all these things have to be built on to, uh, on that with the band it's, it's um because of the <laughs> the way a band works it's it's hard to do like a quarter extremity right movement it's more a almost in 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 the way of isolated movement mm-hmm. and also something i i always thought about when it comes to bands is that they're always getting the hardest at the end of the range of mm-hmm. the movement and i think that's never the problem for people the end range it's the start it's the first range so that's also been a bit of like the my idea when it comes to like chains on 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 squats and stuff like that is like well it's easier at the beginning where it's actually where i want to be as strongest right okay but i'm I'm creating like this uh, like the big difference between my top strength at the top Mm -hmm. of my squat and and the lowest part of my my squat mm-hmm. so and i want to have this difference as small as possible so my my bottom strength where i'm the weakest is clo- much closer to my top right um, 
uh, I don't know, but that's kind of where uh, how, how how I've been thinking about those things when I've seen them. So, could you talk a little bit about this? Um, Did you have any a good uh, um, fad equipment? Fad equipment stuff that's or now under the bed <laughs> that uh, I don't use. The um, app crunch, <coughs> shake weights. Uh, no, I do not have a shake weight. <laughs> I know people that do, but I think it was like a gag gift. Um, <laughs> Uh, or the 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 Zumba ha, have maracas. You this, have you seen this uh, the the South Park episode with the uh, with Shake Weight? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> can you, I I can you can YouTube that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll YouTube that later. <laughs> um, like fat equipment that I have or that I had. Um. I mean, I, I have a bike at home, but I use it every single day. So, and it's on rental. So I did not purchase it. Um, but I've always been, the, the, at one point, I think I said to my husband that I wanted to get an ab roller and he was like, it's going to collect dust. Um, and so, yeah, no, I never really bought anything. I think I bought some DVDs once. <laughs> okay. Which I never used. And I think I they were stolen from me also for when I had a sublet. <laughs> so <All right. laughs> but um <laughs> Jane Fonda. <laughs> no, it was not Jane Fonda. <laughs> it was oh I can't remember what is Jason I, I don't know. Anyways, um but um no, because I've always done my fitness outside of the house. Yeah. So um but I think in terms of equipment that is useful. I mean, for me, um, something to lift overhead and a jump rope. <laughs> it's really, it's, I mean, I think that's kind of all you do need, mm. you know, to, to get some kind of level of fitness, mm. right? Everything else you can, you know, that's kind of the, the foundation. Mm. So you can just build upon that. Um, uh, yeah. So. But can you can you talk about this EMS machine? Because I I see them everywhere <laughs> in this city. Oh yeah, uh, the EMS. Um, yeah, so the EMS for those who don't know, it's uh, it is uh, well there are different versions of it, but basically uh, sending light current through your um, muscles so they can contract and and move does it work uh and it works to contract the muscles mm -hmm. uh and it it has one very awesome implementation which is um as i see basically for rehab uh however for for fitness it's not uh, it doesn't give you fitness um it is good for blood flow and so on um does it mean that it's not going to be hard on you and so and so on that you might get like a uh, muscle soreness if you're a couch potato mm -hmm. but you're probably going to get muscle soreness from that because mm -hmm. it, they're contracting but you're not working on uh, like so much of end range movements so on so now with the ems studios they combine that of course a bit mm -hmm. uh but from the ems itself it's not like the effect is not really that big in the EMS and uh, um, 
I asked one of the vendors, uh, one of the manufacturers of these, and I asked them like, um, so what do you think? Like, should I just quit CrossFit and do this? And it's like, yeah, well, he said like, I think it's good for your recovery to maybe do some, some of this because it's going to increase the blood flow after mm -hmm. you work out. And, you know, he, and I understand that. Like, yeah, if I get some more blood flow going and it's not so strainful, then it means um, nutrients are coming in mm -hmm. to the to the muscles for repair and everything. So yeah, I might be able to recover a bit faster if I do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I wanted to say about and that's actu actually the exact mechanism of when you have a re rehab, like and I'm talking about like a uh, like a major injury uh, or uh, um, surgery or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And you need to you can't do anything like you you broke your foot or you broke um uh you know you had a knee surgery which is m probably one of the most common uh or a shoulder uh or elbow whatever so by implementing these kind of things around the injury area will increase the blood flow mm -hmm. to an area where which you can't otherwise move that well mm -hmm. without like really high pain mm -hmm. so um, by doing that it kind of pulses out a bit of more blood a bit more nutrients and that helps up with the recovery to build up the tissues again and mm -hmm. uh, you know uh, get in more you know get the groceries in so as I yeah. so but but at the end of the day it's not gonna you know improve your cardiovascular endurance no I mean they're in many things i mean you can combine that with like uh i haven't seen a particular studies on people doing these muscle contraction mm -hmm. <laughs> things with and doing like heavy lifts and right. stuff like that but I, I feel like um it's not really to my advantage to have something just sh you know shooting or shooting signals to my muscles mm -hmm. while while i'm trying to focus on a uh, on a movement or uh or yeah. so on <laughs> yeah yeah um but maybe there's uh i haven't seen that but maybe there's like a some huge advantage hidden advantage by uh secretly you know <laughs> patching up your body and doing a uh, fran or something like that uh, yeah <laughs> uh for time so yeah um i don't know but from the general uh, general point of view it's it's not gonna uh, you know as you said, increase that much. You need to actually do the movements. Right. Yeah. So, so to kind of flip it over, mm -hmm. now that we've kind of broken some things down, looking at what's wrong mm -hmm. with this industry, what are what what are some things that, that are that are happening now that are going well, that are mm -hmm. in the right direction, that are, you know, getting people healthier yeah. this isn't just a crossfit plug because yeah. that's great but um <laughs> but what what do you see that's that is working um so i think there's um at the same time as we have all these things mm. uh it ha uh, it it hopefully catches people's interest mm -hmm. and hopefully people start to question why am i doing this mm -hmm. and if it comes to crossfit or ems or uh, you know spinning or whatever it might be like is there um, what's the reason behind this like why why do I need this and mm -hmm. start to question that and then you're gonna start to you know 
discover your way yeah i guess yeah hopefully and uh, uh there are, there are some indications that this is actually true because the fitness industry is growing every year that means there are more people actually starting to think about their their fitness mm -hmm. and health and um i think the like the the plug for crossfit i would say is this connection between uh, f uh fitness and health mm -hmm. and not confusing that so much with wellness like wellness mm -hmm. is okay but we're doing fitness mm -hmm. uh, and uh if you look at the the, the fitness w wellness continuum from from crossfit i think it's pretty so simple but it really tells a lot about what fitness or health is like you you can you can be dead mm -hmm. <laughs> or you can be you know doing well but as soon the wind blows you're gonna you know right. have have to retreat or you can be really fit where you simply have so much more buffer but or also options yeah so. but i think also like right now it's such an interesting time for fitness because how quickly it changed mm. almost like in, in a sense kind of like overnight you know in terms of how everything just kind of went online right yeah. and i know one of the one of the points that, that we you know we can get to now is you know the the influencers and how they've kind of like taken over in a way part of the fitness industry mm -hmm. um and how that's kind of come into fruition um and getting people kind of you know because we've been stuck at home for the last year and a bit year um and um and how you know uh, from from what i see it's like fitness kind of was like reborn in a different in a different way yeah yeah that could be true uh, it is uh, it's definitely been a, like a pivot and definitely been um, putting the industry on like a fast forward mm -hmm. button immediately and um, um, yeah basically so we already saw trends about this but the big global gym things are gonna be less attractive mm -hmm. uh, I guess they're still gonna be of course uh, but it's not gonna be the thing that uh, many new entrepreneurs are gonna look into mm -hmm. um, not uh, again there will be some big ones for sure mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, that's usually how it kind of works but um, but yeah no it becomes more and more you know specific and you can even look at the biggest chain in germany which had its massive growth by having like a discount chain uh, uh offering access for you know a uh, very low price and um, they are putting all their horses and money now in the states and building luxury gyms mm -hmm. where you pay thousand mm -hmm. dollars for a membership mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and stuff like that yeah W and it's not only it's not only like a gym but it's a it's a hotel it's a it's a total like a club like a really exclusive club yeah yeah so that's what they're looking at and um i mean um they have 
they have the, the scale to do that and have the money to do that for like a new entrepreneur now they they will you know most likely open up a small boutique gym right or a spinning studio or something yeah. like that that is very more specific and it's it's going to be probably even more diversified so you're going to have um not the spinning studio that everyone is doing now but it's going to be it's not everything like everyone is just copying each other right now is, is my feeling but it's going to be more specific like where the we are the spinners that spin backwards and then it's going to be the spinners that have you know a certain diet lifestyle right and then we're going to have a different they're going to have this kind of lifestyle yeah. so um i think that's going to be that's interesting that you say when i lived in toronto i um joined this spin studio but it was not like a soul cycle it was for road cyclists and this bike it was really cool it had like hydraulics so you could <laughs> generally a bike you know would just stay yeah. still but this one you could kind of simulate like a turn all right and so when you stood like the first time i stood up and you you know you shift your weight to one side and it feels like the bike is going to tip over it stops but um but that was such like a, a, a like a niche spin studio there was mm. nothing else like that yeah. um I even thought about opening up one in, in Berlin when I first moved here, but I didn't. Um, but it tilts. <laughs> it tilts. That, it that's the slogan. <laughs> and that's about it. It tilts. But it was a re and but the the community was all these kind of just these like roadies. Um, so it wasn't you know these like twenty something year old girls going to Soul Cycle or something. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. not supposed to advertise, but. Um, yeah. But it's interesting, you know, to hear your perspective on these kind of these like smaller, like more niche or more um, exclusive hmm. gyms. Yeah. You know, I mean, Soul Cycle, their concept uh, was unheard of when they started. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, and I, I really admire those uh, girls that started that. Mm -hmm. uh, they definitely had all odds against them. Yeah. But, um, you know, they figured out uh, something that were was missing uh, mm -hmm. from a lot of people's lives. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I think, it w yeah, there's uh, the benefit, of obviously, for a lot of, like, the spinning stuff and so on is the... I would say the um, intimidation factor is very low. Everyone knows kind of how to ride a bike. And again, if the bike doesn't even tilt, you're in <laughs> very <laughs> you're sa in safe. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. So yeah. it's, it's very safe in that mm -hmm. sense. Um, yeah. For me, I, I mean, this is obviously different for everyone, but for me, the the uh, um, the intimacy of having been in a crowded room of of uh, you know having someone just in front of you right that close is not really the yeah the place where i want to be yeah. but uh yeah. again that's different for everyone so yeah yeah um if you like it go for it i i'm 100 percent supportive for it, people just moving so yeah absolutely all right well i think that kind of covers our our topic for today yeah you have any final thoughts um, no, not really. 
um, just saying uh, I enjoy this uh, format and um, I hope uh, hope people that listen to this also enjoy it and if they ov- obviously have any or if you have as a listener uh, a sp- a specific uh, questions or you know topics you want want us to uh, take up then uh, let us know you can of course just uh, send a DM via any of the channels or leave a comment or so that um, then we're, we're gonna try to do our best to kind of cover those things but um, there's not going to be any end of topics uh, here and uh, I guess also uh, we're gonna start to have uh, well I'm gonna have some guests on the show too in the future again but um, this has been uh, a good routine for us to yep. um, yeah see what's happening so yeah and if there's anything you don't want us to talk about <laughs> you can also tell us yeah yeah <laughs> all right even more topics all right <laughs> thanks so much thank you rebecca and thank you for listening thank you see <laughs> you next time see you next time